Welcome to Money Lab. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Chris. How are you, Chris? Pretty good. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> Fine. You know what? I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit perplexed today because um, I have to do a video about this, and I don't want to do a video about this. If I'm being honest, hmm. but I have to do a video about Chat GPT and what it means for the future of doing business online in general. Because I kind of feel like it's weird when people were talking about like AI taking jobs, they thought, oh, it's gonna take the, you know, the jobs of like people working in factories and like, you know, automation, those things were gonna take over first. But no, it came after creatives, creators first, right? Cause like you just type some shit into chat GPT and then spits out whatever you want, so. That's the thing. I want to talk about this because I've been using AI to run my sites and my businesses for like a year. I've been using a, a program called Jasper, and it used to be called – before that, it was Ask Jeeves or something. I don't know. It was, they had like four other names before they landed on Jasper. Um, oh, wait. What's the name of that guy in the Marvel universe who – Jarvis. It was yep. Jarvis before that. Anyway. Um, I'm going to pull up this tweet that I tweeted, I think a while ago and it got, it went viral for, for, for in, in ways that things go viral for me in my little tiny little world. Um, but the original tweet was crazy prediction. Google will just become chat GPT. Ask and get an instant answer. No more digging through SERPs. This is the best move for Google, and they can still serve ads while delivering faster results. Well, so that tweet got people fucking pissed. They were super defensive. I get it because I'm going to say this now. I don't want it to happen. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, so I heard a story about how people were using chat GPT to like get health results, like to just ask it like health questions. I'm like, what are you, nuts? Like, it's, no, please don't do that. Have you ever used ChatGPT? No, I was actually just going to say you should probably define it for those people who don't get it. Not me. I totally get it. But you, for people who sure, don't get it. Sure, sure. I kind of feel, so I saw a, um, a tweet from Spencer Halls of uh, Niche Pursuits. He said he was going to go do a video where he walks into Walmart and asks people what they thought about ChatGPT, right? And I'm like, Okay, I don't think you're going to get – I think everyone's just going to be like, what are you talking about, right? Because you know what it is. Do you not know what it is? I know it, it, I can guess – I have never used it, but I know it's like a AI thing that – yeah. But chat GPT doesn't really explain what it is. So, okay, that's interesting. So you actually don't know what it is. Not entirely, no. Okay. See, this is my point. And you're, I, you're techie. Yeah. Okay. Very much but so. But not in this world, right? Which – so that's the thing about like this whole, it's like, it's like, it's fucking up our community. Like, it's just like, it can't, it, it, I shouldn't say that. It's kind of dividing things. Like I tend to lean on the idea and I had this tweet that, uh, you know, people liked that was like, my imagination is more powerful than your algorithm. Right. So I, I said that because I was like, I, I just want people to understand that I, I still, no matter how good this gets. I don't see it. I think our human bullshit meters will go off, but I'll explain chat GPT. And for those who have no idea, 
but you probably do if you're listening to this or watching this. So chat GPT is basically a chat AI. Now, unfortunately I can't pull it up on this fucking computer because it's not my computer and I have a login for it, but not everybody can just log in and you know do it. Anyway, um, so chat GPT is a chat bot, right? You can t- ask it things. It's just, a, it looks like a simple chat screen. Like it's nothing crazy, right? Like interface wise, you ask it something and it will spit out an answer and then you can and then it remembers what it what you just asked it and you can like kind of like refine it so for example i could type in hey uh you know write me a tweet about how chat gpt is taking over google right and so it would like it will literally write that tweet and then i'll say can you shorten it or like can you make it a little bit better can you turn it into a thread because it remembers what it just said and so you can have this whole like conversation and you can build things with it. You can create content with it. You can say, hey, write me a script for uh, a Money Lab video where we talk about how ChatGPT is changing the way we do business on niche site marketing or whatever the hell you want to say, right? And it'll go, it'll spit out the whole thing. Now, it's it's we're in version three. So it's ChatGPT3. So I'm assuming they've had two other versions before this. Um, at least that's what I think, because they're coming out with chat GPT four, which is really scary. So what it does is it basically takes the entire internet up until 2021 in this data set. Now, Microsoft has a big, you know, like, um, stake in it. And I think they're the ones that supplied all the servers for this. And so it's, uh, it's, uh, the company's called OpenAI, I believe. And so, what they've done is they've just taken like pretty much all of the internet and it and it uses that data set to spit out this stuff. Um, every single time that I've used it and every, it's just like, it's kinda, it kinda sucks to me. Now, maybe it's just because I have like, you know, good taste, but also like I was, honestly, when I used Jasper and I used it to write, um, like sales copy, because I'm not really good at writing sales copy. So I just kind of went, hey, here's my product. Can you write me like a description and like, you know, that I could throw in an email? And it's like, spits out this thing. And I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty good. Like, that's pretty good. You know, like it definitely needs work. And it's definitely like a crappy first draft, but I was shocked by how good it was. And so chat GPT is basically like Jasper, but a lot better. And now apparently they're coming out with chat GPT four, which has a like 10 or 50 times bigger uh, data set to work with. And it's just going to get better the more we train it. And so what does this mean for people who do writing, who make, who make creative things? Have you, I mean, I'm sure you know what Dolly is, right? Yeah. That's the uh, AI software for generating art that's trained on other artists that people are kind of pissed about. Yeah. Cause they're just stealing people's art now what do you have you used it i used dolly before but the one that everybody was using oh that they had to pay for was i didn't do that was it the one like from the it's like in a discord that you like ask it through discord or something no it's like an app for the iphone that you have to pay five dollars oh that where people were putting their avatars in yeah okay yeah so uh i i used jasper's version of this um they just it was like an extra 20 bucks and i was like i'll try it for a month or whatever Every single prompt that I gave it, I was like, this this sucks. Like, this art sucks. Like, it just kind of blows. And I don't know. 
I've seen things where like other people have prompted it, and then I and then they, what it spit out, I was like, that's impressive. But I personally could not get it to do anything that I thought would that impressed me. Now, and that's not to say that it's not impressive; it absolutely is. But then I started seeing it pop up in like um, niche site like email newsletters and niche site like just like just again like I just here's my take on it. So I think it's a good tool right now. You know, if you need to get over writer's block and you're trying to get something out, um, it's good for that. It's really good for writing tweets, I think, like short form content. I've been trying to use Jasper and I've been trying to use ChatGPT to write content for um, Money Lab, for Brew Cabin, for Swim University. And Money Lab, it does okay because a lot of the stuff that I talk about can be like generic y online business stuff. But what it doesn't really know is like homebrewing stuff and it doesn't really know swimming, like pool care stuff. Like it gets it wrong all the time, right? So right now, as it stands, like it requires a human element to be good. So it's really a tool right now. But at what point does it become like so good that you can't tell? That you can't tell it's written by a human or you can't tell it's like, you know, it's me. Do you think at some point that our meters will not be like our BS meters are not going to be able to detect that what we're reading has been written entirely by AI? I think written word is probably a little bit harder than like the um, the artwork because like they still can't do hands. Even like the deep fakes, there is still some like seams that you can see or like when they move a certain way, it doesn't quite capture their face, right? Yeah. But with words, I mean, people write dumb yeah. or poorly all the time. Right. So it's like a little bit. Um, yeah. But maybe if you were reading something that was really long, you could probably catch something in there that was off. Right. I think – at th- so we're at, a, we're at a stage now where I think um, – it's very easy to tell. It's very easy to tell with like whether it's uh, I can I can definitely tell when it's images. Like that's easy because mm-hmm. it's just whatever. Um, writing is a lot harder. Video is super easy, right? Now I think just because I'm in this world, I can tell, and I know maybe there's a lot of people like our parents wouldn't be able to tell like what was real or fake, right? But my like the question is is like, am I worried about it because? What does it mean for something like Swim University where, or something like Brew Cabin or, or even Money Lab, like where I'm writing articles every week and publishing it and trying to rank on Google, right? That's the business model, right? Well, okay. So what happened first? What is Google? Google is just a it's an it's a search engine, yes, but it is basically the yellow pages. So it's like, okay, there's a bunch of like businesses out there, websites, whatever. And so you type in a keyword and Google has gotten really good at trying to understand what you mean when you type it into that one box. And then it gives you a list of results, right? It gives you the SERPs, which is the search engine results pages, right? And it gives you all those listings. You as a human being still have to go through each one of those results and decide if it's the right thing you're looking for, right? So like, is it actually fast? Right. Whenever you're trying to improve a product, you do like the faster you can deliver an accurate result in any in any case, like you have a killer product. Right. Like that's why, you know, chat GPT and these AI systems are so great because it's like 
I can just enter a prompt and I immediately get a blog post. I immediately get an image and I don't have to do anything. It's like, it is like, that's why it's so crazy, right? But with Google, it's still like kind of not that fast, right? So where do you think, so what did Google do next? They tried to give you that answer immediately. And they did that in the form of featured snippets, right? So like some sometimes in certain prompts, you can ask Google something and it will give you a paragraph, right? And it'll say what the answer is. Now, does it know it's right? No, but it's relying on us as people who create for, for Google and for like the internet to be right. And so if you rank for all the other factors, it pretty much knows like you're trustworthy. So a lot of us, a lot of like the stuff that we write on some University, since we've been doing it since 2006, we're considered a trustworthy site to Google, right? They take featured snippets out of our, out of our website. They rip it from our website and stick it on their website. How the hell is that legal? Yeah. I was going <laughs> like, to say, how does that hurt you? It, it, you mean it does hurt? Yeah. So, so, and there's a lot of SEOs right now who are like trying to get the featured snippet. I am trying to get the featured snippet hmm. because the featured snippet is the top result. And usually in this case, the featured snippet, it's like you tend to go in deeper, right? You get your instant answer, but you probably have a deeper question. And so you go into it. So there is probably some benefit, but I have, I imagine it is definitely reduced the amount of click through rate you know, by a significant percentage, maybe 25%. Maybe like 25% of those people aren't, they've got their answer done. Because there's times where like, like I mean, it's simple things too. Like I, I did this the other day where I was looking at, um, I wanted to know if something was true. And I Googled something and a featured snippet came up and it was a paragraph and it gave me my answer and I didn't go any further. I was like, okay, got my answer, right? So, in this case, it's like, I don't know. So that's what happened. So what do you think like the logical next step is? Honestly, it's why is there even search results? Don't get angry at me. I'm not, I don't want this. I just be very clear. I don't want this to happen. But if I'm product design boy, right at Google, I'm like, and we're trying to get people instant answers fast. We don't really care about like other websites. We're we're the website. Everyone Google, our name is a verb now. So, you know, does that if if we stopped having search results, does that mean like people are just going to stop using Google? No, it's probably going to become way more powerful. But Google makes all their money with ads. So, all they need a re- is a results page cuz and they can still serve ads, right? The results page doesn't have to be a list of websites that you have to click. It could just be an answer. They're already kind of doing it. They're just stealing it from us. Chat GPT is also stealing it from us. Like it's just, it's us, right? It's the entire collective of the internet sort of used, you know, using an AI to, and I, and I don't even know if it's really AI, more like machine learning, you know, cause it's like, it's not sentient. Well, they're kind of used interchangeably, I feel. Okay. I guess AI is scarier and it's like yeah. way more. You know, and we, there was a movie. There's no movie called Machine Learning. There's, you know, the ML is not cool, mm-hmm. right? But, like, yeah, so, like, they're already doing it. 
So the next logical step to me is, oh, okay, I type something into Google. It tells me the answer, right? Whether it's a fucking uh, paragraph or an entire blog post that's written entirely by AI, it gets better, right? It's accurate. Like, obviously, this version of ChatGPT is not that. The next version could be that, right? And then they also have ads next to it. Like, there's still sidebars. There's still, like, you could have it above the fold, right? Before you get your answer, you get served up some ads. They could still do it. And I've heard people, you know, if we just go into this tweet, um, there was a lot of people, you know, saying, like, no one's going to click on their ads. I think they still will, right? Because especially if you're, like, you know, like, we just had the pipe burst in the house, right? So it's like, hey, uh, what do I do when a pipe burst? Here's your answer. But also, I'm not fixing it. Right. But I got an answer. And here's a bunch of plumbers in your area. Like, it still it still works, right? And that's the thing is, like, I think ads would still work. And that's what scares me, right? Because it's like, it doesn't kill Google's business model. It actually makes it better, I think. Again, prediction, you know? In a sense, do you think this will happen or do you want it to happen? No, I don't want it to happen. Very clearly, I make my money through Google. So, like, I don't want to lose that traffic, right? But that said, I do have some things that I'm thinking about now that this is a thing. You know, and I knew this was coming. Like, I've been using Jasper for, like, a year, maybe a year and a half. Like, this was coming, right? Jasper is just a business tool right now. But, like, ChatGPT made it mainstream, and so at this point, I'm like, all right, I really have to start thinking about, you know, how I'm going to future-proof my business, all right? Um, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot of people that are saying, like, okay, only direct answer serves. ChatGPT can't new information. I'm like, yeah, this version. <laughs> this version can't new information. Like, they're already testing ChatGPT4. Like, they're already doing it. So, like... Fucking beware, you know, what, but like, honestly, like, what does that actually mean? Like, let's, and, and or anyway, so I said this, people started getting defensive and I understand why, like it affects your business. Like, I don't want to have this prediction, right? I don't want to, I don't want it to come true. I'm not getting defensive though. I'm just accepting the reality of what we've, what's happening, right? It's like, hmm, okay. If it's this good now, next version is that much better. How does Google not do this? And then a lot of people's arguments were it would destroy Google's entire business model. Like it would bring down society, all this like really far-fetched doomsday shit. It's like, it's sort of like, you know, like, well, what if the dollar collapse? Well, we have way bigger problems, you know, like it's not that bad. You know, I think it's going to be a hybrid. I think you're going to get a little bit of chat GPT, a little bit of AI, mixed with a little bit of SERPs, mixed with a little bit of ads. They're going to slowly introduce it. And so at that time, when I published that tweet, there was nothing talked about in, in when it came to like Google and AI. Now, Google's been using AI for a very long time. Like don't, you know. That's what Google is. Yeah. It's, like <laughs> yeah. it's only giving you better results because it's learning. Exactly. Yeah. And they, and you know, like if you use a tool like uh, ClearScope or like Surfer SEO, I think, um, rank math has this built in, like they're using AI that Google invented, like machine learning that Google invented, like to, to, to scan SERPs and, and to find keywords and all that kind of shit. So like it's been going on for a while. And one of the things that's been going on for a while, and again, this is not like secret or anything. And this is something I talked about way long ago, back in, I think 
maybe 2018, which was uh, the idea that Google using AI can now look at sites holistically and determine if a site is trustworthy or not, just because like, instead of a human being who's sitting there at a computer going, hmm, do we like Swim University as a, as a do we like this? Is this, is this a good site? Like, should, should this rank over other sites? That's not scalable. It would take a fucking, you know, a state full of humans to like actually go through all those results. But machine learning can do it. And so Google, and I think they admit it, I don't have the, the I don't have like the proof in front of me. I don't have the receipts, if you will. But you can just Google it. Um, you can Google how Google is able to not like they are able to uh, profile an entire website using using machine learning. So like they've been doing it, but you know, ChatGPT is Microsoft technically, so like Bing's definitely going to be the first to market with this because what else does Bing have, you know? So I made this prediction, people get upset, and I totally agree. Some people not everybody was upset. Some people were on my not want to say my side because I didn't I wasn't taking a side. I was just making a crazy prediction. Um but again, if your business model is entirely based on SEO, and Google, like, it's a little scary. So, uh, so, so that I tweet this and then I saw somebody shared with me a, um, this article that's titled Google may soon demo an AI search chatbot amid pressures from chat GPT. And this is from, uh, engadget.com. So like a respectable tech site. Uh, the company is doubling down on AI just as it lays off 12,000 workers. Yeah. Scary shit, man. Um, so all the doomsday stuff aside, right? What does it actually mean for, for people who do this kind of like online, like creators, call them creators, online media people, um, niche site creators, authority site creators, you know, I just think that it, it I'm not scared of it, but I do think it, it's forcing me to think a little bit more about how I would future proof my own business. And I've been doing this for a long time. So I've always kind of looked at the big G as, as kind of like, you know, uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer kind of thing. It's like Google has changed so much and every algorithm update that they come out with, it's like it, it can kill a business. Like, and it happens all the time. I never worry about it because honestly, like I, I don't, I, if I worried about every algorithm update, like, why do I even do this? Like, it was just like, it's just added stress. It's kind of like, um, no, I don't know if I want to say if it's like this, but like, <laughs> Do you know, like, so if you if you have a newer car, which we have like a newer car, it's a Subaru Outback. Um, if I get if I'm driving and like the car in front of me breaks, right? But like I know the car in front of me breaks, like I can see the brake lights, but all of a sudden the thing starts fucking beeping at me, like beep, 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 beep. and it's like and it's and I'm like, dude, I yeah, I know, but it gives me like this anxiety. <laughs> That like I don't need because I'm paying attention. I understand why it's necessary, 
But for me in that moment, I'm like, it's just scaring me. Like when you're driving and you're like changing lanes and like there's a yellow flashing on the, on the rear view mirrors. I'm like, I know that's why I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's a car coming. Like, but it just kind of scares me. And now I don't even trust my own instincts. I'm trusting the blinking light. Or I ignore the blinking light. And what if the blinking light is more correct than my vision? I, you know, anyway, it's just like, it's just this added anxiety to my life that I don't need, essentially, was what I was saying. So there's a few things that, again, like thinking back, even back to 2018, I was like, all right, I've always ran this thought experiment. What if Google disappeared? Like Google, the search engine, we're just going to call it that. What if Google disappeared? What am I left with as a business owner if it were to disappear tomorrow? Which is crazy. It's a crazy thought. But that constraint that you add to that thought process forces you to think, okay, well, all right, so Google's gone. What would I do to secure my business? And the only thing that really came to mind that felt real and felt like, okay, yeah, I should probably be doing this is email marketing. Every single time, Somebody comes to your website via Google, right? So we'll, we'll, in this in this scenario, like, you know, in my case, let's just take swimming diversity. Someone Googles the phrase like, I, my pool's green, right? And they type into Google, like, what should I do if my pool's green? And then they, they find, you know, hopefully on the top result, right? There's probably some ads there, but, you know, if they're smart enough, they skip the ads, they see me, they click through me, great, they're there. They read my article and they're like, oh, man, oh my God, what a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to go do this right now. They close the site. They go work on their pool. The pool gets fixed. Great. Satisfied visitor. But then how do I get them back? Like that's a person that came to my store, essentially, like my virtual store in a way, and they just left. They left satisfied. They left like, I got the information I needed. I like this company. See ya. So what do you do next? Well... I kind of have to hope in this scenario that they have another problem and I also rank for that problem, right? Or that same problem happens again and they Google it and find me again. Maybe they Google something different, a different phrase, but I come up again. So that chance is it's slim that that happens again, that repeat visitor. So instead, the first time they come, Right, I got, I, I did my work, I did my SEO work, I rank for this keyword, a lot of people are coming to my site, they're satisfied with the, what they're reading. My job now is to go, hey, why don't you stick around? Why don't you give me your email address, okay? And look, I'll send you this fucking cool cheat sheet. And I'm also gonna send you some weekly emails that are gonna help you with other things, whatever, whatever. But that email address is now mine. I own that, right? And yes, I store it in Active Campaign. And yes, they're probably on fucking Gmail. So yes, there is some interference, but ultimately it's a decentral, you know, email is a decentralized platform. So like I it's this it's as close to the owner, it's as close to ownership as I can really get in that case and of owning the customer, right? Um, and then I can keep sending them articles every week. Here's a new article, here's a new thing, here's a new product, here's a whatever. Um so if Google were to disappear, but I have a giant list of customers and, and visitors, I probably have a business going forward without Google, you know? 
but I have to take this time right now to collect those people from Google. I have to collect them. I have to build that, that customer base. And I can, and then once Google's gone, I could take that customer base and get them to bring in more customers and, you know, use tactics like kind of within that ecosystem. Right. That was something I did back a long time ago with that same thought experiment. So now it's back, right? The thought, the thought is, could be, it's getting realer that, the possibility of, again, crazy prediction, that Google is kind of taking, it's going to like change the way that they serve up results. Let's just assume. So what am I going to do? Let's say AI is the problem and it's not really Google. Google's already gone, right? So AI is the problem now. What am I going to do? What would you do? Well, I was just thinking, like, if there was a time before Google existed and people used to advertise their businesses on, you know, billboards or in yellow uh -huh. pages, and then Google came along, they were like, well, nobody uses yellow pages or anything anymore, so now we got to use Google. Uh -huh. So if Google ever disappeared, they have to come up with something else to do anyway, so... they got to go old school, it sounds like. Kind of, yeah. Right? They might have to go back to <laughs> billboards? billboards and yellow pages. I'm going to I have to create a billboard for some university now, which is going to cost going to cost so much money. So my thought there was this, both audio and video. Yes, AI can replicate audio and video, right? But my thought is we're, as human beings, when we see or hear another human being, we can kind of tell, I guess, no matter how fucking good it gets. I mean, I, it can get really good. But no matter how good it gets, like something they're gonna something's gonna trip, right? Something's gonna sound a little weird, and we're gonna and there's not gonna be any personality, right? It's gonna be AI. It's gonna be general, right? Which is gonna which is another example I have later. But this idea that like it's gonna take a long, a much longer time for AI to replace what you see on screen right now and what you're hearing in your earbuds or whatever. It's gonna take a long time. So. But I do think within the next year that I will be I will I will easily be reading something on the internet and have no clue if it was generated by AI or not. I would have no idea. Now, the other way to future proof that, um, so so that's that is essentially leaning in on you as a human being, right? So it's like I am doing YouTube videos for Money Lab, I am doing a podcast for Money Lab. But how would I do it if I didn't want to be on camera and I didn't want to be, you know, on an, on a microphone? Like, how would I do it if I was just somebody behind a computer? I still want to run my sites. And, you know, maybe, again, maybe in this case, Google's gone and AI is all powerful and, you know, whatever. What I would do, and this is what I think everybody should be doing, and Google has been pushing us to go in this direction anyway, is... You have to use your own experience and you have to write about what you know and what you've experienced. It's nothing. So like, for example, you saw in like the product review update on Google, right? They were basically cracking down on people that were reviewing products and not actually reviewing them. They were going on Amazon at the very, <laughs> I'm assuming they weren't even going this far, but let's say they were going this far and they were like, look at reviews on Amazon and reading reviews and going like, okay, I've reviewed this product. They've never held it in their hands. They've never actually used it. They just were like, okay, this is a review. And they would stick it up on the website, right? Any asshole can do that. 
just anybody can do that, right? So Google was like, oh, well, then we're only going to really trust people who have the product, like the wire cutters of the world. And the way that they did that was, are you taking original photos or are you using like product photos that the manufacturer took, right? That was an easy way for them to detect that since they have photo detection, right? So it's like, are these photos unique? You know, is this take unique? They're using AI to figure this out, by the way. So, you know, it's all, it's all there. So one way you can combat it is actually review things. Buy the thing, review it, talk about it in your own experience. That's the way to do it. Money Lab doesn't do any SEO. We only, I just, I just talk about what I do every day. I'm talking about chat, 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 chat GPT. No, chat GPT because I, I'm scared. <laughs> but I also know this is like my wheelhouse, right? It's like, I've been using AI for a while. I have a website. I got this, I'm talking about my things and my, my experience with it. Right? It's not, a, I didn't ask AI to generate all this. Or did I? Eh, you don't know. Spot the difference. This, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spot the, did, am I a robot? Would a robot have this complexion? Would a robot not shave? I would be way cleaner than this, buddy. But, but that is to say the way to, I think, future proof your content is one, diversify, get away from just writing. I think, you know, you could do audio and video, but also like start doing more things in the real world and writing about them instead of just like regurgitating what's on the internet. Speaking of regurgitating what's on the internet, my final point is this idea that, and, and this is more of an optimist, I'll end on an optimistic note, which is, okay, chat GPT, version three, four, whatever, okay? And this is a little bit like, this is my take, and it may sound a little rough, but it is optimistic in the end, which is, it's taking, you know, it took all of the internet up to 2021, chat GPT is gonna be way, chat GPT four is gonna be way bigger subset, right? It's gonna be a way bigger data set. Um, it's still taking us as a general pop, Right, as a general population, still taking the shit and mud that we sling online, and it's trying to decipher what the you know what the prompt is and then what to deliver, right? But if it's taking this generalization, like it's what it's doing with art, right? It's like mixing a bunch of art together to create something unique, but not something, and it's something interesting, but not something good, essentially, right? It's just again. Any asshole can mix things together. You know this. You're a DJ. <laughs> Burn. Sorry. Sorry. But you understand the point. Yes. Right? It's like. Honestly, any asshole can DJ. It's pretty easy. And this, especially nowadays. Yes. Right? It's like, and it's the same thing with writing. Any asshole can do it now because all you do is type in a prompt and <laughs> spits it out. Like, tools are so good that it is what it is. But, like, but if it is doing that, my more optimistic prediction is that what's going to happen is all of these people who want to spin up affiliate sites and go, ooh, now we have AI? I don't have to hire writers? I don't have to write this shit myself? Okay. I'm just going to use this AI bot. And they're just going to spit out a river, a fucking ocean of shit that is just 
all of our shit churned up and regurgitated and spit right back out at us, right? I think it's very possible that it floods the market with mediocrity, so much so that it it will cause cream. <laughs> I don't like the idea of like shit and cream to being together, but I guess if you have like uh, a hemorrhoid, uh, no, uh, that rising to the top. Like all of those people who are doing the like actual things in the world, right? Who are doing things that an AI cannot replicate you know, yet, but also like would be hard for it to do even in the future. Those things will start to just rise because it, we just be, will just become so numb to this like generalized mediocrity that, you know, so, so if, if that's the case, what do you do with that information? Again, I think it's diversifying the medium, right? You, you know, writing, yes, but also video, also, you know, better graphics, you know, also audio. Being a human being is is the is the greatest superpower we have against this mediocrity bot. And doing things in the real world and talking about them from a human experience from a person where you say your name and you show your face. I feel like it's going to be really hard for AI to copy that and if it does and we don't know anymore, then I think we have bigger problems than just like my fucking niche site. I think we have bigger problems, but that's it. I hope that was an optimistic ending, no? Yeah, I think the point is well, that I take away from it, uh, and I think it's true for pretty much anything, is like you need to put a personal spin on it and come up with your own voice because an AI is not going to be able to come up with an original voice and using human experiences because it doesn't have any original human experiences. Yeah, it has a collection of crappy human experiences. Like right, a from other people. Yeah. If it takes all of the niche sites and cram them together and then spit out an answer, like it's going to be a crappy answer, right? But if I, if I have a unique take on pool care that is that is not available on the rest of the internet, my cream will rise to the top. I assume. I hope. Assuming they don't get rid of SERPs. Assuming they don't get rid of, like, serving up other people's websites instead of just, like, answering the question. But again, crazy prediction. Crazy. But again, it's happening. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of my thought. Also, I'll just say this. Like, go use your AI tools. I'm using them. Like, go use them. Get, get, get over your writer's block. Get some first drafts out the door. But then, like, make it better. Like, do the work. Make it better. It can write scripts for your videos. It can write your first drafts of your tweets. It can write these things. But ultimately, like, make it better. Use your imagination. It is more power. It is more powerful than the algorithm. That's it. Bye.